the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, this is your guarantee to put you in a good mood story of the day. If you love a good dog story, you are going to love this. There's this grandma and grandpa who live in Peru, and they always have had a dog their entire marriage. Well, when their latest beloved pup passed away, they set out to adopt a new dog. They went to shelter after shelter, and you're not going to believe this. They kept getting rejected because of their age. Oh, They said, you're too old to adopt a dog. They probably thought the dog would outlive them. Yeah. It was heartbreaking for them to think that they may never have a dog again. Thankfully, they came across a social media post about a puppy that needed a loving home. And the people were fine with this elderly couple taking the dog because they knew another family member would take over if needed. And now, once again... They have a dog in the family. Aww. Isn't that awesome? We had that a similar problem. My husband and I were trying to adopt an Airedale because he had one in high school. And um, the Airedale Society, whatever, they wouldn't let us have one unless one of us was a stay-at-home parent. Hmm. Well, they probably have so many applications they can be picky. I know we worked with yeah. the Greyhound folks. And there was criteria you had to hit. Are you serious? One, one of which being you, you had to have a six foot high fence because they'll, yeah. they'll get over that fence and they'll that be makes sense. gone. So yeah, that. But and this was, was like pre-pandemic, pre-anyone working from home, and we were like, who has the luxury of just? I'm going to stay home. I'm going to become a stay-at-home dog parent. Want the dog or not? <laughs> well, we didn't get it. And now we have Alex the Wonder I'm Mutt. surprised that the, out. the elderly couple in Peru, why didn't they find there are so many older dogs that people don't want because they're afraid the dog's going to I guess the shelters soon. wouldn't let them have why an older dog either. Why didn't they take an either? older dog? Yeah. Hmm. Do you love looking at recipes on social media? Coming up, the big difference between what we click on, like on and what we actually cook. Do you have fun looking at recipes on social media? Maybe you follow a couple of celebrity chefs or a food blogger. Well, maybe you pin tons of recipes on Pinterest. Turns out there's a big difference between what we click like on and what we actually cook. According to brand new research, we pin, like, and post pictures of super healthy meals. But behind the scenes, we're cooking foods that are high in sugar, fat, and calories. Of course, that's because they taste so good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. My wife made something fantastic last night. I got to tell you guys about it. It was so good. And I didn't. I'm not on Pinterest, but boy, I posted all over the place about it. I'll tell you what it was in a minute. Maybe you can swap some recipes, too. Maybe give people some ideas. What if I told you that we were going to make a recipe and it was going to have in it tuna and the tuna was going to be made with cinnamon. Ugh. Oh, my right? gosh. Right? It doesn't sound As great. As in tuna fish from a can? As in, no, tuna, like tuna, whole fresh tuna from the seafood department. My wife made a recipe, and those were two of the main ingredients, and it was phenomenal. I'll tell you about it next. So the other night, my wife said to me, my wife is, she is such a great cook, by the way, but she said, hey, pick a recipe. I'll make anything you want. Pick a recipe. So I thought, ooh, 
I'm going to pick something that I would probably love, but she would never make otherwise. So I found a recipe for, um, here it sounds better in Italian. Limagoria polpette di tono. Sorry, I always laugh when Kevin pronounces Italian. Loosely translated, that's <laughs> the best tuna meatballs. Now, does that sound appetizing to you, or do you go like, mm, I'll pass? I'll pass. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they were so good. And my friend Brian introduced me to Sicilian Italian cooking. It's a lot of seafood. They ate a lot of tuna, like tuna and pasta and stuff. And this is basically what this was. But the meatballs were made from tuna. It was tuna, olive oil, and it was a Jamie Oliver recipe, by the way. So he doesn't give you like an amount of olive oil. He he put, give it a good glug. <laughs> I've had a recipe of his like that, too. He give it a good glug, glug of olive oil. Right. Pine glug, nuts. Glug, glug, glug. Uh, black pepper, parsley, oregano, breadcrumbs, uh, Parmesan, a couple of eggs, lemon. And then the ingredient that got me and it smelled so good in the house was cinnamon. See, I love cinnamon and cooking, but I just th- what's getting me is this fish. Cinnamon and tuna. Do you, do you keep it raw like people love raw f- no. tuna on salads? No, you got. OK, so she went to the butcher and and got or the fish guy and and got tuna steaks and then she had to chop them up. And saute them, like, like cook them, and then she, you took them off the heat, and then you mixed everything together. The cinnamon, the the pepper, the regular, everything got mixed if together she had, and mushed together, and you made them into meatballs. If she had served this to you, mm-hmm. and you didn't know the recipe, and she said, guess what animal product is in this? Would you have guessed beef or lamb or chicken is, That or is turkey? such a great question because I said to Tracy as I was devouring it because it was so good. I said, you know, if you served these to people and didn't tell them it was tuna, they would have no idea. They would just assume, you know, you could say meatballs. They would assume it was like mm-hmm. beef or she, was, she, she said, I'm sorry. No, she did not like it. Ooh. She didn't Poor like it. Tracy, after all that work and all that money, I'm sure tuna steaks are so expensive. Oh, it wasn't cheap. And then, and then she oh, goes. Oh, I hate making recipes that I don't like. finally alluded to the fact that she recognizes she's reached a really high level of kitchen proficiency. She, I always brag her. She's like, please stop bragging that I'm such a great cook. I'm not. She goes, it wasn't hard for me to make, but I think for a lot of people it would have been. <laughs> That's good. I believe it. So I guess you get to eat all the tuna ball and leftovers. Yeah, um, guys, I am telling you, I I'm never going to believe you. So <laughs> because I, I trust you your wife Tracy's palate. I should have brought you one in. And if someone who's as good of a chef as she is doesn't like it, I am like peace out, no thank you. What do you <laughs> think? Does, does that sound good to you? I'm telling you, it was awesome. I, I'm, I know cinnamon and tuna, a weird combination. But when you walked in the house and smelled it, oh. It, it smelled like you walked into the best kitchen that Italy has ever produced. It was fantastic, Taylor. You know how we share our weaknesses so people don't feel like they're so alone? I just got to tell everyone who listens to Kevin day after day after day talking about his gourmet chef wife who makes these elaborate dishes that he picks out the recipe and he comes home in the house. It's wafting through the house. I'm a lucky man. If you are like me and you are... Uh, switching off between throwing in a frozen pizza or like I did this week, I made one dish and we've eaten it every night this week. (laughs) And I've been like, sweet leftovers. Then therefore you are not alone. Like, (laughs) I just, 
I feel like such a lesser than person hearing about how your wife cooks. I'm just like, oh, I wish I loved cooking, but I do not love it. It's for me, it's like a necessary thing that I have to get done. Maybe you need to up your game a little bit. I don't maybe, want to. Maybe, maybe this is. Uh, I told you I don't love cooking. It's I don't not want to take the spiritual high road, but maybe this is you know the Lord letting you know, hey, get up your game a little bit. Or maybe God is telling my husband Glenn he needs to up his cooking game, which is n- non-existent. <laughs> what I love about I love the way you pivoted that that was good. What I love about my husband is because he doesn't cook and he doesn't like to cook. He never, ever, ever, ever complains about what is on the table. He's always just grateful. He's like, this is good. Yeah. I'm very grateful for that. You ever that. see that meme that says, good thing thought bubbles don't appear above my head? <laughs> good thing when you yeah, say, like, hey, let's just throw in another frozen pizza. And he says, okay. He's usually the one Good thing there's not it. a thought bubble above his head. I'll start getting all the ingredients out and he'll go, what are you doing? And I'm like, I got to make this recipe. I was supposed to make it three nights ago and the stuff's going bad. He's like, no, let's just put in a pizza. Translation, Taylor starts slamming things around in the kitchen. (laughs) Yes. No, I used to do that when we first got married. And you learned his lesson. But I have matured beyond that. He learned his lessons. I used to bang pots and pans around. He learned his lesson. (laughs) He's not going to bring that up again. That's why, back to the thing, I wish you had thought bubbles above his head. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, I just wanted women to not feel so alone if you're... Your ability of cooking and getting throwing something on the table is more like mine. Mm-hmm. Hey, this question might make you gulp a little, kind of go, ooh. Do you spend more time criticizing or supporting other parents? Moms and dads know what it feels like to be judged. That's a fact, right? So why do American parents judge each other so much? Everything from breastfeeding versus bottle feeding to how you discipline your kids. The biggest source of the problem, parents are held up to an impossible ideal. And when perfectionism and perfection is on the pedestal, it leads to parents feeling alone and isolated and sometimes lashing out by judging other parents. Hmm. And I really, I guess we can all do better by asking ourselves, what can I do to support and encourage other moms and dads in my life? I mean, everyone knows parenting is the hardest job in the world. And so wouldn't it be better if instead of our first instinct to criticize, instead to encourage and, and offer help? Well, you're not kidding. When, uh, when you have kids, getting an encouraging word from somebody about your kids or about your parenting, man, that can just make your day. And we'd love to hear about those people in your life. Who are some of your biggest parenting cheerleaders? Those people who recognize what you're doing and how much effort it does take. And they appreciate it. We'd love to hear about those people. Give us a call. Hey, Ann, we're so glad you called. We're talking about those people in our lives that, that have really been, I don't know, cheerleaders for our parenting and for our kids. Do you have somebody to tell us about? Yes, thank you for taking my call. I feel like my parents cheerlead my parenting, and it is so supportive and so validating i'm sure i don't do everything right by any means and i'm sure i don't really even do everything the same way they did 
um, but they are just so supportive and really go out of their way to to mm. show me that love and that cheerleading. You know, we're in your corner, we're here for you. Just seeing all the little things, you know, what a driving, gift. driving here, driving there to do all the things you do for your kids. Wow. That is awesome, man. Sounds like I'm you so have glad. great parents, and you're a great parent. I hope to. I hope to take it take it seriously in the way of just I want to do a great job with what God's gifted me with. You know, like He's gifted me with these kids, and I want to do a great job with it. And um, I see it as a great honor to get to be a mom every day. You know, it is exhausting, and we do a lot with four kids. Yeah. But um, but I feel like it's such a great blessing that I, I want to do it well. Well, thanks for calling. We'll talk to you later, okay? Absolutely. Thank you. Tis the season for graduations. A lot of people posting great pics of their kids graduating. It's so nice to see the cap and gowns back and people actually having in-person graduations. So here's a question for you for the class of 2021. If you were giving the commencement speech, this doesn't matter how old you are. If you were giving the commencement speech, what advice would you give to the class of 2021? What would you say? Taylor, you come up with two or three things. I'll come up with two or three things, and we'd love to hear from you. Maybe you even heard something cool at a commencement, and you heard a commencement speech. You're like, oh my gosh, i got to share that with people. We'd love to hear from you. Since it's graduation season, uh, we thought we'd uh, share some... What would you do if you were giving the commencement speech? What advice would you give Mm -hmm. to the class of uh, 2021? And here's three, four things I came up with. Um, Call your mom a lot. If you're going off to college, if you're graduating college and you're moving to another city... Call your mom a lot. I see that with my own wife. Her just like she gets so excited when the phone rings and it's one of our kids. She just goes crazy. Um, and then being on the end of recently losing my mom, mm, yeah. I wish I would have called her more. So call your mom a lot. Uh, pray. Pray habitually, meaning like you have set times every day, like when you wake up, when you go to bed and pray constantly. Try to have that running dialogue going with God constantly. You don't just talk to yourself. You've got the creator of the universe who's willing to listen and talk to you at any time you want. So do it all the time. Um, and then this other one, too, because I think one of my daughters was a server. Uh, tip well. When you go, if you can't afford to, to tip well at a fancy restaurant, don't go to the fancy restaurant. Go somewhere where you can afford to tip somebody well, because they're really working hard for you. And then this would be the big one. Have hindsight, foresight, and present sight. And if you have those three things, you know where you came from, you know where you're going, and you know why you're here. So That's if you can good. keep those three things in mind all the time, you'll, you'll wow, be Wow, shortest commencement address ever. Everyone loves you. I think I packed a, <laughs> a big bunch of it right. Thank you and good night. <laughs> so what would you say if you were giving the commencement address to the class of 2021? We'd love to hear from you. <laughs> Faith, it's Kevin and Taylor. So what advice would you have for the class of 2021? To embrace your challenges, whatever it may be. Hmm, uh, this class is probably uniquely prepared to do that more than any class in history because they had to to pivot and adjust so much this year. Yeah, thanks, Faith, for sharing that. Um, Okay, so Kevin put me on the spot. I told him, I'm like... If I was asked to speak at a commencement address, I'd want like weeks to prepare. Yeah, so well, we he gave me like one take, song. So. Take Faith's advice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I would say a couple things. One, care more about what God thinks of you than what your friends or what your boss, what other people think of you. In other words, what can you do in your life that pleases him? Hmm. That's what matters most. Excellent. Um, yeah. I would say um, dream and desire does not equal the outcome you're looking for that you're dreaming or desiring. <laughs> you have to actually put in the work, put a plan in place. Right. Um, I've right. had that happen for in a couple areas of my life that I just kept dreaming, 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 thinking God would just answer my prayer at the last minute. 
And uh, so that you got to watch out for that. And the last two, I would say uh, start saving right away. Live below your means as much as you can. Look up compound interest. It's phenomenal. And then you can you can tell I'm married to a financial planner. That's the, and point, then, that's uh, the point during the commencement speech where you start to lose everybody. No, and then... And let uh, me say a few words about compound interest. No, I said Google it. That's it. And the last thing I would say is travel as soon as you can afford it. Because you're not getting any younger and you might as well travel when you're strong and go, can go on hikes and... Really, really enjoy it. Don't want to wait too long to what travel. If hiking's not your thing. What if you just want to put your well, butt if you in a want beach to walk around Paris all day? It's a lot what of work. What if you just want to sit there and Zach William or Zach Brown it and just okay have your toes in the sand? If you want exploratory, adventurous type <laughs> travel where you see new things and experience new people and cultures, do it while you're young. <laughs> all right, let's How's go. that? I'm the only person who gives a commencement address and has to turn it into a debate and defend myself (laughs) while I'm doing it, people. This is my life. (laughs) I didn't do that to you. Her next bit of advice, (laughs) be careful who you choose as your (laughs) co-host. I wish I would have heard that. Iron sharpens iron, right? (laughs) Oh, I just heard what you said. Ouch. Kev, it's it's safe to assume if I say this is an accurate statement, you love to shop. I do. Yeah. I have reined it in okay. in the past year, but the yeah. impulse is still there. It's <laughs> yeah. just uh, under control now. Okay, good. Well, um, they are saying this is the place to shop these days. And it all relates to how we've been living our lives this past year. Mm-hmm. And it is... Goodwill. (laughs) They say there has never been a better time because here's what's going on. First of all, everyone wanted to nest Mm -hmm. and redecorate during the pandemic. So they cleaned everything out? Yeah. like And they may have just wanted a color change. Like they may Mm -hmm. have been like, you know what? I'm tired of these rusty colors, these deep colors. I want to go like a lighter color. Mm -hmm. So the stuff they gave to Goodwill is absolutely fine. It just wasn't their color scheme anymore. The second thing is, because so many people are working from home, they're getting rid of their business attire. Uh-huh. So if you need a suit or some cute pumps or a, a great business outfit, Now's Goodwill is your place. Got now it. is the time to shop at Goodwill. They're saying it's the hottest place to and shop. I would imagine as businesses reopen and everybody tries on their clothes that <clears throat> used to fit. <laughs> you had to bring that up, right? Yes, we all have a few COVID curves, but that's okay. But you're right. Somebody else's rejects might fit your COVID curves. Instead of like going to Goodwill, maybe what we should do is organize the Kevin and Taylor back-to-work clothing swap. (laughs) Instead of a cookie swap. You have a table, right? And you put a number up, and that's the sign of all the clothes there. So you just go to the the table that has the size, not the size you wish you were, but the size that you are. That's way too depressing. We cannot do that. That would be like, we'd have to have therapists on hand. <laughs> well, no, here's what you do. And and have a seamstress on site. I will sew in whatever size label you want. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Whatever size you yeah. want, that's what I'll slow that into the hem. Slow, oh, we slow still know the, the truth. <laughs> Are you one of the many people lucky enough to be able to do your job from anywhere? Coming up, what a lot of work from home people are doing these days. 
Hey, are you one of the many people lucky enough to be able to work from home or do your job from anywhere? There's a lot of people in my neighborhood who are like that. Well, guess what a ton of remote workers are doing this summer? They're packing up their family when school gets out and renting a place to stay in an exotic location Mm. like Costa Rica. Wow. They get to have this fantastic vacation without using up a single vacation day. Airbnb and other sites like Booking.com have noticed a huge uptick in people who book stays that are two weeks or longer. That's how they know people are doing this. So you log on, drink your coffee, look at the ocean, check some email. Not then, have fun because you got to work. <laughs> then take the kids to the beach, then come back and do the Zoom call. Mm, I, I, we should talk about this. Would you do that? If you could do your job remotely, would you take the family somewhere awesome like Beachside in Costa Rica? Everyone's off having fun and you're stuck doing Zoom calls and making sure the memo gets out and all that other stuff. That I think that would heighten the misery for me. I couldn't do it. I, I'm, I'm either vacation mode or work mode. The two do not overlap. What, what about you? We're talking about could you take the whole family on a vacation, like beachfront, if you were able to work from home and you, you'd work while in this fabulous vacation setting? To me, that sounds like misery. I would feel so left out. I'd be frustrated. How about you? Could you do it? Does it sound like a good time to you? So, Kim, how do you feel about this idea? People who can work from anywhere are booking like Airbnbs and exotic locations, working while their kids swim at the beach and not using up a single vacay day. I think that's great. I think that's a great idea. I would I would definitely do that. Oh, I'd be so frustrated. Everybody else is having fun and you're stuck there working. Oh, yeah. But after you work, then you can get involved with everybody else and you can have fun, too. Yeah, you go out to eat, have some seafood, you know, maybe exactly. knock off a little yeah, early. Okay, go you go out to swim. eat and everyone goes, hey, what do you want to do now? And you got to go, nothing. I got a 7 o'clock Zoom call tomorrow morning. That would be awful. <laughs> yeah, but you're, you're on vacation, so it's okay if you kind of, you know, stay up a little later and you may have to sacrifice just a little bit to get on your Zoom call. But afterwards, you still have the the beauty of the beach or wherever you are to be able to, you know, indulge. We're talking about vacation and work and kind of combining the two. If you're able to work remotely, people are booking exotic vacations and working while they're there. I I couldn't do it. But they're not using up any vacation days. I couldn't do it. How do you feel about it, Kyle? Well, actually, I am a real estate agent and also a co-owner of a business. And the blessing of our job is we work all the time. So (laughs) (laughs) truly, it doesn't matter if it's an exotic vacation, if it's Black Friday in your shopping if um, you're at your child's ball game, thankfully, our phone is kind of our lifeline. So we are able to take that with us and we work remotely. Um, there's actually a funny saying in our industry that if things get slow, you need to take a vacation because you will always sell a house when you're on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Murphy's real estate so <laughs> yes, for me, vacations are such a blessing. And anytime my children or my husband mention it, my hand goes in the air and I'm like, let's go. Because that probably means we're going to have another closing. So I just came across one of the best pieces of advice for self-esteem. If you ever look in the mirror and you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm wrinkles or I'm getting older or why don't I look like the people on the cover of the magazines, whatever it is that you're hang up. 
here's a piece of advice that will help you. Think back to whatever is your worst elementary school photo. You know, you have picture day and you got like one chance to get the picture and you're like making a funny face or something's wrong with the picture. You're just like, oh my gosh, look at that picture. Okay. Remember that picture and think to yourself, well, at least I don't look like that anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little free self-esteem advice from the Kevin and Taylor show. So we need to check in with our producer, Griffin. We always do that this time of the show. And he's got a five-year-old and a four-year-old. And he got the call that makes every parent's heart go, (gasps) and it is the school called and Mm -hmm. said, you need to come pick up your daughter now. Uh Uh-oh. We'll find out what happened Uh next. So Griffin Taylor was just saying you had a call your little four-year-old daughter, Eloise, from school, they said, you need to come get your daughter right now. Yeah. I, I cannot believe, I thought you spoke to her about this, shaking down kids for their lunch money. <laughs> I thought you would nip that in the bud. Yeah, yeah. We, we took care of that. But, uh, it was something else. It, it, it just so happens, it was the last day for preschool. The last day of school. Oh, man. And all they do on the last day is, like, play. They were playing yeah, outside. Uh-huh. And my daughter, I guess, was on monkey bars or a jungle gym or something. And fell all the way to the ground. Oh, no. I think it was a pretty big fall. Oh my gosh! And of course, she was crying. And I guess she fell right on one of her arms. Oh my god! It gosh. was kind of favoring that arm afterwards, and it was kind of red. It maybe looked a little swollen. Oh. And the teacher uh, called my wife. Was like, "Hey, you probably need to come get Eloise. You know, mm. just to make sure everything's mm-hmm. okay." So my wife went and got the kids, and you know, the last day of school just kind of abruptly ended. That's it. Oh. All right. Oh. And then um. My wife called our pediatrician and they said, hey, bring her in. Uh, We want to check everything out and we'll let you know if you need to go to the ER or not. Oh, gosh. So, of course, my wife immediately takes her to the pediatrician and it turned out everything's fine. Oh, thank God. It was a little swollen, but she was moving it eventually. All is well with the arm. That would be the worst to start her summer vacation in a cast. Can't go in the pool. That's what we worried about. You get that call, and of course, your mind rushes to you know worst case scenario. Well, mom does, but I'm surprised they would have called you. You would have been like, "Did you try rubbing dirt on it?" Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You tell her to walk it off. Yeah. (laughs) The Um, dad responds. (laughs) I have a niece. uh, They called her Danger Girl because of the way she crawled up on jungle gyms, and she broke her arm right in time for. For summer vacation oh, and her birthday is in oh, July. Man. It was just, it was a bad summer. Uh, well, I'm so glad, glad she's going to be okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Coming up in just a couple of minutes, I want to tell you something that's going on in my family. I feel like we're sort of having a baby boom. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what's mm-hmm. up next. So you're having a a baby boom in your family? What it is sure happening? feels like it. Well, first is I found out yesterday. That after begging, begging, and more begging, and then a little bit more begging after that, my niece Ava convinced her parents to get another cat. They have a baby kitten. (laughs) So now they have three kitties in the house. They've got Jay and Sunny, the boys, and now they've added a little girl, and I guess her Mm. name is changing daily. But the name they've settled on for now is Gracie. What is the uh, the official number that makes you crazy cat lady? Is I think it, it's is like it more than six. Three? Yeah. Yeah. We got to start calling it crazy dog person since you guys have five dogs. Yeah. <laughs> At what point oh, we already do you are. become crazy? 
But we passed um, that a long time ago. And then the other thing that happened, so I've got to get to the house. I found out they've had the kitten for a week and no one bothered telling me. And how often do <laughs> you get to see a baby kitten? So I got to get over there before she gets too big. But the other thing that's happening in our family is I've been telling you about my, le- my niece, Alyssa, who just graduated with, in, with her doctorate in physical therapy from the University of Florida. And she promised herself that as a kind of a starting her life out as a young adult on her own, she was going to get herself a dog and she picked up her puppy the other day. She got a a German short haired pointer puppy because she really wants a dog that will go running with her so she can feel safe. And it's so ironic. She named her Willow. We knew the dog's name even before she, you know the puppy was old enough to be picked up. And uh, what's wild is our radio consultant's daughter just had gave him his first granddaughter, and her name is Willow. Hmm. So I don't know what it is about that age group that loved the word the name Willow. I don't know if that's from like a TV show or something. One of something. my daughters said years ago. That if she had a daughter, she would name it Willow. I wonder if it's a fictional character Maybe. or something that, yeah, all these young women love the name Willow. I don't know. But anyway, so we have a new puppy and a new kitty in the family. <laughs> well, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> so have you ever tried to explain to one of your kids or someone younger things that were just part of normal life when we were coming up that they don't, they have no like idea of like kids of a certain age try to tell them about a, a video store and they'd be yeah. like why we play this game with my nieces like yeah. we'll just be like okay have you ever heard of a walkman like Here's stuff the one, like that um, one that got my daughter was the fact that not just that we had to get if you took pictures with that thing called a camera you had to get said pictures developed mm-hmm. and the big deal was when they came out with one hour developing <gasps> Whoa, we were all like, wow, we can get pictures, drop them off, we get them in an hour? Are you kidding me? This is great. Can you remember that? And you would, like, you'd get them, and you you couldn't wait to tear that package open and go through them all, right? And then if you had places, then you only pay for the prints you want. You'd Mm -hmm. go through them and be like, eh, no, Eyes are closed. No, no, no. Which I guess was our way of deleting photos. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That is so funny. I just heard, by the way, sidebar, that Google has this deal that's ending like June 1st where you can store all your photos for free. Hmm. You know, like if you're paying X number of dollars yeah. a month in the cloud, yeah. go over to Google and put your photos there and, and it's, it's free. it's free? Nice. Yeah. Wait a minute. It's a good, good but move, yeah, Google, th- but. This is an ongoing game we play with my nieces. My husband will always try to think of something new every time we have a family dinner. Mm-hmm. Like, ooh, what can I ask Laura and Ava about this time. (laughs) Yeah, we've tried that one. And it's so funny to watch their brains try to figure out what it is. And then we explain to them, (laughs) here's what a Walkman is. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.